morning, everybody. Hope everybody is well. Happy Thursday for those that are joining us live. Happy whatever day of week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us on The Boost, wherever it is that you're tuning in, audio, video. We thank you for being here. We thank you for being back. Happy August. We're in the middle of the middle of August, the middle of the middle of August, which is like such a credible period of time. This is like a no man's land. No man's land. This is like vacation, not vacation. It's like crazy. This is such an amazing time to take a, take a step back and think and grow and change. The whole world's sleeping. We were speaking yesterday about this idea of change and growth and to look at it from a little bit of a different perspective, to not get lost necessarily in the beginning in all the things that we are not. And the reason is because we don't have really enough energy to dedicate to it. You know, this, this stuff is much easier if you look at the business world. Lots of times people buy things that they can't afford. There, like I said this earlier, there are people that look like they have stuff and they do. They just can't afford it. So they borrow and they borrow to cover the borrowing. And on the outside, it looks like, wow. But on the inside, they're spending their all day sort of juggling debt payments. We all want to change everything. So what ends up happening is we jump into something that requires more energy than we really have. Although, in truth, we have more energy because we're a soul. and We got to take responsibility to get the ability. But just as a, as a strategy... And then we have to borrow, to borrow from something else. Other things start to fail. Then we feel bad. Then we fail. The thing starts to unravel. Then we just keep on circling back until one day we say we can't change. We don't say those words. We just, we just mock those that are talking like this. We just start to see the world as those that are realistic, are really unambitious. And if you speak to your people like this, you can speak to them. I'm sure you you may be related to them. When you have a new idea or you want to change, they like roll their eyes. When they go through whatever the period of time they're going through and someone goes, hey, I want to do, do a resolution or I want to change in Yom Kippur, they give you like, oh, stop it. Look, I'm positive that those many of those people, and they're wonderful people, many of them when they were younger wanted to change. So when you think through change, it's a strategic move, but you have to know how much you have. Now, you could always overspend a little bit and find a way to save some pennies and end up making the mortgage payment. But you got to know how that balance works, because if you overspend too much, now you're stuck in debt. And so what we spoke about yesterday was being able to start the process of change, not from a world of what you're not but from a world of what you are. Areas in which you're good, where you could be great. And the reason why that's so important is because you've done so much already to get to be good. Do you remember last, last year, for those that have been around for a while, I thank you. Last year, we had a whole, I think it was a week on how change happens in your mind as your mind starts to create a connection, it looks for 
something that it's already connected to, right? Your mind's always making connections. So when you make a connection, it looks for things that are familiar to connect things to. Your mind grows off that which it already knows. If we're sitting in a room and I use a word 10 times that you've never heard of before, but it's an English word, especially if it's connected to another word. There's There's an English word called copacetic. Copacetic means it'll all be good. For those that speak Hebrew or at least understand some Hebrew, there's a word called kol beseder, which means all good. If you know that word and you hear copacetic, which is from the word kol beseder, you remember it because it's connected to something that you know. So if you're sitting around and we're all talking English and I hand you a word that you have a reference to, you'll remember it. But if we're sitting around and some guy speaks such to speak Chinese and you've never spoken Chinese and they use a word, you can't remember it really because you have nothing to connect it to. There's no reference point. You're already speaking English. So another word in English is a little bit of a stretch past the city in your brain that has billions of connections over the English language. So you can extend a little bit out and capture that word and you'll get it. But since you don't have a ready infrastructure on Chinese, that word may even be easier. The word in English may be some complicated multi-syllable word. The word in Chinese may be dog. But because there's no reference for Chinese, you don't know where to stick it in your brain. Your brain doesn't know how to make connections to it. So your brain has to make like English connections. Oh, it sounds, it rhymes, it's like, right? But in the English, because if you speak English, you, you, you know the language already. So your brain can now make a connection to that word so much easier. Your, our growth really is evolutionary, mentally. We grow every day and get a little bit, and we take what we learned, and we, then we extend. And we take what we remembered, and then we extend. And if you're constantly growing and learning, what you're really doing, if you look at it, is you're extending. You're extending your capacity. You're extending your knowledge. It is really difficult. Some people are blessed. It is really difficult to pick up a brand new anything and have any level of major retention. Very good. Rifka, you made, Rifka, you made my day. Rifka Soul just, just posted expanding the neighborhood. Exactly. That's, that's, that was last year's reference. If you want to build, if you look at how communities grow, rarely do communities start out of nowhere. Unless there's like a whole bunch of families that are going to get on the Mayflower and end up in Plymouth. Hope I got that right. Usually, when you look at neighborhoods and communities, they don't pop out of nowhere. They're extensions of other neighborhoods. There's an inner, usually if you look at like suburbs, there's some kind of more urban area and somebody moves out and then another person moves out and then they start to extend and extend and extend and extend and extend. Neighborhoods grow evolutionary. There's It's expansion. Every once in a while, somebody plops in and builds. Okay. That's not the normal way that communities grow. Not the normal ways that cities grow. The way you, we change is through expansion. 
So if you've got two options in areas that you want to grow on this year, and one is what you're not, and one is what you are, but not enough of strategically. If you look at what you're not, you may not have enough to actually make that change. But if you look at what you already are and start to delve into how come I'm not doing this at a higher level, what's holding me back? I already believe in X to some extent. Why can't I go further? I already am connected to this person. Why can't I be deeper? I already do this thing. Why can't it, I add more value? I already understand this. Why can I expand? Why not, or I already give. Why can I expand my ability to give? If we think about change, and we begin the process of change by looking at the things that we are good at, that we are okay at, that we have survived at. And we upgrade our mentality. You see, if you look at the difference between two different people that have the same talents, and you ask, why is one more successful than the other? I remember growing up, I remember, I think Ken is on, Ken will know this. I, I, I remember growing up, there was a guy named, I think his name was Stanley Roberts. Stanley, Andy would be, if he, I don't know if Andy's on, Andy would be Googling as we speak. Stanley Roberts was one of the greatest college basketball players think of the 90s my mind i'm just connecting dots as as you hope you're seeing it so now he was so great that there was another center that got recruited to play in every single major college but he chose to go to a less well-known basketball program lsu and to change his position from being a center to being a power forward which is crazy if you think about it because he wanted to play underneath Stanley Roberts. This guy was a man named Shaquille O'Neal. So for those of you who follow sports and are over the age of 30, you've heard of Shaquille O'Neal. He's one of the greatest centers of all time. Now Shaquille O'Neal changed his position to have the, to be worthy enough to play on the same court as Stanley Roberts. Okay, just it gives you a sense of how great this guy Stanley Roberts was in college. Stanley Roberts had a great college career and was a total and complete bust. Shaquille O'Neal had a great college career and became one of the greatest players in the league. If you look at both of their lives, and I did this years ago when I was when I was more speaking about Stanley Roberts and Shaquille O'Neal. You'll find something amazing. That Stanley Roberts was much more talented than Shaquille O'Neal, much more talented. His court knowledge, his shot, everything about him, he was destined for much greater performance than Shaquille O'Neal. And Stanley Roberts busted out. 
And I remember reading this article years ago, trying to understand the bust of Stanley Roberts. And one of the answers they said is that he loved partying, but really what they were getting at is, if I can read in impunity lines, was that he was happy. Like he was content in his life. Like he was a college superstar. He he wanted to make the NBA. That was his goal. But like practically, he loved the college parties. He loved being a superstar. And when you, when you liked what you're doing, so to speak, and you were good and you were so talented that you could be good and better than everybody else. And I really try so hard because you're so talented. Shaquille O'Neal came in and he didn't have any of that. He wasn't as good. And his, his, his eyes weren't set in college. His eyes were set in the NBA. And so on a random night when Stanley Roberts scored 25 points, now to the world, he was amazing, but vis-a-vis his talent, it was good. Got all the adulation. He was happy. And when Shaquille O'Neal came in and scored 25 points, it didn't really do it for him because it's a college game. He went that night and skipped the party and went to a gym's and shot a thousand more jump shot, uh, foul shots. If you, if you delve into both of these people and say, what's the difference between the two of them? Talent, Stanley's better. Drive to win, they both wanted to win. They, they, they looked exactly the same. So why was one better than the other? If you look deeply, what you'll find is what changed them, the difference between the two of them is mentality. The Stanley Roberts good is enough. And when you're good at something and people like it, it's enough. Like, it's enough. The mentality, the expectations, the desire of growth was to be good in my current environment. Nothing is telling me I'm failing. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm doing fine. I'm doing more than fine. I'm a superstar on campus. My expectations of myself vis-a-vis myself is just based on the environment that I'm in. The mentality is in the current world. And if I'm able to survive, if I'm able to get through, if I'm able to even thrive in my current environment, why would I change anything? Shaquille O'Neal had had less than Stanley, except his mentality was, I have to upgrade my mentality. I'm not going to be satisfied with being successful at this world. I'm only going to be satisfied by being successful vis-a-vis my potential. I don't know if I'll make the NBA, which he didn't. He was a big dude, so I'm sure he was going to, but I don't know if I'll be the best center, but I know that I have something here. And I'm not going to settle for good, even if the world thinks it's fine. You see this in school a lot. Kids settle not to push themselves as hard as they can. They settle for whatever the grade is that they need to succeed at whatever they think success is in a classroom. You see this all the time. And it's not the school's fault. So I'm not blaming school. Just school, just the reality of just school systems. There's like a mean 
the kid who's really bright at one thing, he, he reverts to the mean. He'll come in and just at some point, you put a kid who's like, has got a brilliant memory in most schools, six, seven grades in, all he's trying to do is get an A in the way the teacher teaches. Or a B if that's the thing that the kids get. Because it's normal for us to adapt our, our everything to the environment around us. And if my marriage is okay, it's fine, it's good, everyone's happy. My kids aren't calling and saying like, what's wrong with you, dad? They're fine. My career, my spirituality, if my spirituality is like God, if God isn't zapping me, then it's fine. It's fine. Like, I don't know, but nothing's, nothing bad is happening. Like I didn't, you know, step into the abyss. My job's okay. My happiness and mental state, it's okay. I'm okay. The mentality of whatever is good is working. And so it's fine. That mentality is why we don't go to the things that we're already doing and say, my job isn't to be good for my environment. My job is to be good vis-a-vis my potential. It's irrelevant what the world thinks of me. It's only relevant what I know of how far I can push myself. When the mentality gets upgraded and my challenge is not whether I could survive or even thrive in my environment. When my mentality is I want to live my life and push my potential. Then the way it works is you go into the neighborhood you've already built. You take all the neuroplasticity, all of the infrastructure to the things that you already believe in, that you're already doing, and you start to expand. You ask yourself, how do I make what I'm already doing better? How do I take the things that I already believe in and learn how to go more all in? How do I reshift my day so that it aligns closer to my talents? And not, I rely on my talents to be good enough. And then that allows me to like waste time or do things I'm not good at or just spend most of my time not really delving into the things that I really could be adding to the world uniquely. Because I can do that easily and then get away with it. We got to live your life. But it's the reverse of the way we want to do it, as opposed to, I have to find a way to push this thing called me, this soul of mine, into greatness. And I'm going to fix everything I'm bad at. That may be a bill that I can't pay. So let me take the things I'm already doing and push it right past the comfort zone. Change begins with that which I'm good at. Because good is the enemy of great. And without taking away obligations, which is part of our responsibility in this world. In many ways, it's greater to be great at a few things than to be good at everything, at, at nothing, to be good at everything. 
right? If you remember that lesson yesterday, about, I think two days ago, Warren Buffett, his greatest regrets is not what he missed. His greatest regrets is what he got, but didn't go all in on. All right, let's think about this today. What are the areas that we're good at naturally? What are the areas that we've already believed in? What are the areas that we already have investment in? What areas of my life is there a city built? And how do I try to push that up a notch? So this year, I can be great at it. And I can take my limited energy and discipline and focus it on that. All right. All right, everybody. Think about that. Have an amazing day. If God's help, I can't wait to see you in tomorrow. Have a great day.